0: All right, uh, so we're back with another one. And today we're going to be talking about missing fathers from their daughters' lives. Um, so I got, I think you might, you going to be my co-host now. Like, you making regular appearances now. Maybe. You know, I don't know. You act like you want to come on, take the show over now.
1: Okay. I got stuff to say.
0: Okay. Um so what do you think? How does it? Um,
1: well being a woman that didn't have her father in her life for most of her life, I can relate to this subject. Um, I can just tell you my experience. Um, and I think the take-home is uh, when a father is missing in a girl's life, how it affects them later on in life, you know, mentally, and why I think some things happen in a girl's youth um, because she doesn't have the father guidance needed to show her. Um, You know, usually when you have a daughter, she becomes very attached to her father because she can have her father wrapped around her finger, get what she wants. I see it with my daughter and my husband right now.
0: It ain't like that. <laughs>
1: So, she has him wrapped around her finger. And they're very close. And she loves her dad to death. And I'm always mean to him. And that's just not a true statement. But she just,
0: that's how she feels. I'm always mean to him. and Well, she's the witness. (laughs) So, you can't act like what she's saying ain't got no merit.
1: Yeah, I'm always mean to him. But that's how she feels about her dad, like she, he can do no wrong, and um, I believe that when there's a true bond between a daughter and a father, that that is what you see, and I've seen it in other families, you know, with friends, and who have the father in their life, how close they are to them, so... I'm just gonna start by telling my story and I'm not trying to take away um anything about if a father's not in a male's life cause we know that that affects the male but we're strictly talking about little girls who become women um so my mom had me in 1983 um my dad was around here and there when i was young um i used actually my mom the house my mom owns now my grandma used to own my uh, dad's mom so i would go over there often before we even owned the house i would go over there and um stay with my grandma but my father i have very few Memories of him as a child I I have one memory where he came and brought me some like a toy um in my I was staying at my grandma's house and he came by and he dropped the toy off and and I probably the reason I remember that was because I believe that was the last time that I can remember that I've seen him for years so what happened is my grandma moved to California And he decided that that's what he was going to do, too. Now, he wasn't really too much in my life before then anyway. So I guess he felt that, you know, leaving wasn't, you know, that's what he needed to do for himself. So he moved to California. So I did not talk to my dad, hear from my dad. Now, mind you, I think he moved, I probably was three or four. I don't even know if I was four. Let's say three. Um and I hadn't talked to him for years. And I remember a specific time because my grandfather was in my life, but it's not the same. I love my grandfather to death, God bless his soul. He did a lot of stuff for me, he took me places, he taught me culture, um, everything. Like he was a great grandfather. He really stepped up, you know, into father's shoes, but he he wasn't my father, you know, only my father could have done this job uh properly. My my grandfather raised his kids. So um he told me, I think I was like ten, maybe eleven, he was like, Your dad's coming to see you. Um my dad was here, he was supposed to come visit me. And all day, we was at my grandma's house. I was waiting. I was excited. And, you know, like a little little kid, because we don't know any better. And he never showed up. So my grandfather was like, don't, you know, when that happened, he said, don't have any expectations for people, because they will disappoint you. Um, You should expect to be disappointed. Like, this is what happened. My grandfather was very real about life like it was never sugar coated or anything it was very real
0: and um so when he didn't show up how did that make you feel like do you remember how you felt
1: uh at the time I don't think I really felt any type of way like I I think as a kid sometimes it's hard to understand the emotions you're going through um so I can't tell you what I was thinking in my head I felt like I just went on about my business like whatever um but even subconsciously that's not what was going on. I was hurt. But I was a child, so it was kinda of, being ten is that's a you know, it's kinda of hard to explain, especially to adults, how you're feeling. All right. So I um I ain't hear from them So then some, my but my grandmom, she would always write to me. She was uh send me little things in the mail, she would call me to talk to me. Her and my mom were pretty close and um so she always kept in touch with me. Always made sure that she knew what was going on in my life. She was she was a good grandma. She really, you know, let she had a lot of, she has, she had a lot of grandkids. So she definitely made sure that she stayed in um contact with me and a lot of her grandkids lived in California. So she, um, I think she knew that her son was on some bullshit. So I think that she made sure that she did her part as a grandma. And I mean, as a grandma, like you you just need to, you know, make sure your grandkids are good and um, you know, just check up on them. You know, grand, grandkids love being with their grandparents. Yeah, support them. That's all right, so she did that. Um, she just sent me stuff saying, you know, um, I guess she's how I found out that my dad was actually had got married and had a daughter on the way. So that had to be like a couple years after that incident happened. Um, and again, I don't even know what the emotions that I felt really, um, you know, finding out that I was going to have a sister. I probably was excited, but, you know, just kid stuff. Like, oh, I'm going to have a sister. So, I didn't hear anything, you know. My grandmom told my wrote she liked to write letters. She wrote me a letter saying her birthday it was in July. I think her birthday is July 11th. And um, I think I'm 12 years older than her, I believe. So... Your sister. Right, my sister. So after that, still haven't heard anything from my father. So mind you, we talking about from we talking about three years old, and now we're um like years have passed. I'm fifteen, sixteen at this point. So fifteen, sixteen. My mom, my my dad's wife called my mom and said that she wanted me to come to California to see my dad for his birthday. That was supposed to be her birthday present. Like, you know, like, oh, happy birthday. I brought your daughter. Like, the lady was crazy. But at the time, so my mom sat me down. She was like, you know, go if you want to. If you don't want to, you don't have to. She was like, that's up to you. You'll make that decision. I'll support you either way. So I thought about it. I was like, well, I want to go to the first... <laughs> The first selfish thought, I want to go to California. Hmm. Free ticket, I'm going. i never been. I want to go. So I was like, all right, I'm going to go. The secondary thought was honestly seeing my dad. And I did want to see my grandma. But, like, seeing my dad and my and then I did want to see my sister. But everything else is secondary to that. Now, mind you, throughout the years, he was sending me letters once in a while saying he was sorry he, he messed up. But that's it. It was just letters. It was never a follow-up. It was never no action put behind it. It was just words. So, I went there. Um, let's say I'm 16. I might have been 15. And, um, you know, they had a house together. They had a nice house. It wasn't big, but it was nice. Nice house in um, Northern California. A perfect little family. Like, you know, husband, wife, daughter, um, but you seem to forgot that you had a daughter living in Jersey all the time. So when he when I get there, you know how I am. I'm quiet. I like to observe things. I don't say too much. And I don't know y'all. So that's number one. And, um, I just want to see, you know, what's going on. So I could see the relationship instantly between my sister and my dad. Tight. Like, tight. Big as thieves. And, um... That's when I started to. I'm older, so I understand my emotions now better, and I started feeling some type of way. Like what? What you mean? Like jealous, mad because, but I wouldn't express them. But this how I was feeling jealousy, um, because they had such a bond and I didn't have that. Upset because I didn't understand why he was he he didn't want to be there. My mom never did anything to him to make him want to not be there. My mom always, she didn't put him on child support. She didn't force him to do nothing. So, this was all on him. Like, she wasn't no crazy, um, baby mom, as y'all, as you could say, for slang. Like, she wasn't like that. So, he just made a choice not to be there. So, um, I spent time with them, and I had a good time, actually, and you know he comes with the nonsense again he had told me now this time he told me face-to-face he was sorry and you know he he should have been there and he's gonna do better and blah 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 all right so i go then i come back and um he just actually did stay in touch um i don't i think he came to my high school graduation i don't remember um but he actually, you know, stayed in touch. And by staying in touch, I mean I talked to him every once in a while. You know, I would talk to him. He, he didn't make an active effort, but was, he wasn't supporting me. He wasn't doing anything like that. And I, I had graduated high school. I don't know that he came there. I think he did, but I can't remember. So I went to college. Now, when I first started college, um, he was supportive, you know, but keep in touch. And I actually took me and my friend and she went out there to, to visit him. Um, like I, for our sophomore year, it was our second year. We had went to go visit him and we had a good time. And um, I noticed that my dad at that point, now this is how much I don't know about my dad. I learned at that point that my dad was like a jokester. Like he liked to tell jokes and they'd be funny, but he liked to tell a lot of jokes That's what he does. So, um, I could connect with that because I like funny things. I like to laugh so I can connect with with that type of stuff. So, that's really how we started connecting off of me laughing at his jokes and things like that. Because me and my friend, we really did. We had a really fun time with him. But I started looking at him as like, he just... A cool dude, like I still I that father time just was gone. Like he couldn't guide me as a father. And the guy that I was dating, um, before I started dating Tyson, I was with him for five years. So he didn't like him. And he would be like like trying to give me fatherly advice. And I'm like, You can't give me fatherly advice, you can't give me nothing, no type of advice. Like you know, even even with, even if you think he's a piece of shit or whatever, he still couldn't have done nothing that was worse than what you did, which was leave me and abandon me and didn't even try. Like, you didn't try to do anything. Nobody was being difficult. Like, this ain't no situation where, you know, you had a crazy big mom that wouldn't let you see your child. And, you know, she wasn't trying to hold me Captain. My mom was not, is not like that. So, It just wasn't one of those cases. So I didn't see him as a father figure. The next year, or maybe two years after that, um, I think, yeah, me and my friend went out there two times, actually. The year after that, he was getting a divorce. Now, my dad ain't do too much or nothing for me. So when he got his divorce and sold his house, I actually needed some money for school. And he actually gave, that's like the first thing he ever, financially has ever done to me. And he gave me like $5,000. Um, because I guess, you know, they got some money back from their house. Yeah. You know, so he had the money to give. So, you know, I was happy about that. I was glad that he did that. And I kept in touch with him throughout the years. My grandma died shortly after that situation, so I was back out there. You know, that was like 2005. And um, you know, he after my grandma died, he went through a lot of stuff. Um, just really lost. Like my grandma, really. You know, he is a mama's boy, and you know that that's the flip side to this mama moms and their sons, so he was one of those, and um, he um, was real lost, and he went through uh, DUIs and all types of stuff going on, so he moved from California to Vegas to California to Florida, so that's where he's at now, now, I'm gonna go back, and I'm gonna talk about when I reflect about things and actually I have actually just as recent, like I always just, I think I just felt numb about just my dad in general, but the subconscious mind is, doesn't lie. It's very, your, your true feelings are in there, whether you want to admit it or not. And you act them out when you don't even realize it. And, um, I put that whole situation to the back of my mind, and it was one time when I me and Tyson first started. Well, we first started living together, and um, it's a it was a song by Fabulous and uh, Marshall what was that song called? Oh, um, um please don't go. Yeah, please don't go. It was basically, about um, a parent being in their child's life, and it's a fabulous, it's talking about you know him. Now being in his child's life and how he's going to now be in there because he doesn't want his child to experience that and um I just instantly started thinking about my father so this is what this is a work in progress from like 2009 2010 and um you know I used to talk to my dad often and then I just stopped talking to him when I heard that song cause I was supposed to be like wait cause I'm like think, listening to the words and I'm like yeah this, this nigga was not here. Like, he was not here. So, I got over it. Like, I stopped listening to the song because it would make me upset. And then I just, I told my dad, I was, I was just going through some stuff. And then we started talking. Again, you know, like normal. He would come over here to Jersey and visit every few years or so. So, I. Let's go back to the childhood in in the subconscious, what really was happening. Like, I was hurt. I was a hurt child, and I brought that stuff because a a girl, little girl, she needs guidance about what to... She needs her mother to show her how to be a woman, but she needs the father to show her... uh, standards, what she should expect, confidence. That is his job to put all that, you're you know, you're beautiful, you're great, don't let anybody like this type of stuff like how my husband talks to my daughter, that's the type of stuff a man should be doing with his daughter. And I didn't have that. So that piece of my life was missing. So what I noticed when I go back and think about me as a teenager and all of the things that I used to do and I was very sneaky and low-key, so I always had the front of a, you know, good, wholesome girl who would get angry sometimes and try to punch people in the face. But, you know, a wholesome girl, you know, pretty much church. I to go to church every Sunday. You know, just...
0: I mean, you tricked me.
1: <sighs> whatever. So, I go... I live this life um, where... I always like wanted companionship, and it didn't matter where it came from because when I think about some of these idiots that I used to talk to, and I know we're teenagers, so we're young and dumb, but that's only one part of it. Being young and dumb is one part, but trying to replace a, a someone or a feeling or emotion with something else is a totally different story. Is when it gets taken to the next level, and um a lot of times these guys would use me like it wasn't it wasn't pure and true and i just wanted to attach myself to a male like because i didn't have that male attachment to my dad and um so even when i would be in like not good relationships, like the one before Tyson, I was staying in him for five years, and like that relationship, I stayed in for five years, and he used me, and he, he was just basically a bum, and he used me, and he didn't have no ambitions, he didn't, you know, I was going to school and trying to better myself, and he was just not doing anything, like, just scared to live life, like, and i It took me five years to get rid of that because it was just being comfortable. And... I... Now, like now, to the point today, my dad has done things that... Like, I'm not talking to him right now, again. Because he... every, Every time he comes to visit, it's last minute. Like, he'll tell me literally when he's in town. And then he'll tell, like, tell me he's coming or he won't come. Like, the last time, he went to Atlantic City to hang out with his friends rather than see his his grandkids. And I had it. That was the last straw. That was, that was the beginning of this year, the end of last year. And that, that was the last straw for me. Um, and I told him, like, you know, you want to be in my kid's life? You won't do what you did to me. You won't do that to them. And, um, I guess he thought I was playing but I noticed that even in my marriage because that father figure wasn't there and I've been hurt so many. I'm very guarded sometimes. And, I, you know, is that's, that's, my husband. Like I trust him. I trust his decisions. I trust him with my heart. Everything. But my mind... It's so used to being guarded now that it won't, sometimes it doesn't click together. Um, and these relationships that are missing affect women. So when you see a woman that's missing, and you're like, oh, she's crazy, oh, this, all that. You know, you need to really think about these things. And as a man, as a man. I'm not I don't know how to tell a man how to be a man. But I know to tell man that he needs to step up and take care of his responsibilities. Because even to this day, like I said, it affects me. I'm like so over it. Like I have gotten in arguments with Tyson and have broken down crying, like sobbing, crying because saying, you know, I'm sorry that I'm like this because just, you know, I don't have no dad, like no, nobody to guide me or anything. And um, my dad, he still plays games to this day. And I'm just, I'm like, you're 60 something years old and you don't like, he's going to be alone. You know, my sister, they're, they're still close. But even with her, I feel like he doesn't have the same relationship they used to have because I think she realized he full of it. And I, you know, I love my sister, but I really don't have a relationship with her because I didn't grow up with her. You know, I grew up with my, with my other sister, my mom's other daughter. And so that's who I'm close with. And it's a shame because my sister, my dad's daughter, her, his other daughter, she's the sweetest person. And because the relationship is so estranged with him. It's so estranged with her. And um, it's such a shame. But I I just feel like if men would step up, it's not. A woman can do a lot of things, but she cannot do certain things. That's why we have two people that are supposed to raise their child. That's why it's like that. Because you need both people. So, you know, mothers having to work and overtime trying to do and not work overtime, like literally go to work. I'm saying work overtime, like trying to be the mom and the dad because she's trying to compensate for what's missing. That's not fair to her, and it's not fair um to your child, and I, it's not fair that you have the right to walk away. That's not fair um and it's just a shame. That people don't get that, or don't even care enough, because I know plenty of people now in this day's kids that don't have parents, want one parent in their life, and ten times out of it's the male who's not there, and um, I'm just, it, it just hurts me because I experienced it, and even with Tyson and his oldest child, you know, I try to explain to. Her mom how important it was for her not to give Tyson a hard time about seeing his daughter and to this day she still does it and um, I can tell that she even has a void because of the stuff that her mom does and um, to keep him away and he fights and fights and You know, those situations to me are different. You know, that's the the mother's fault. She'll pay for that one way or another. But in my situation, it's my dad's fault, 100%. And it's not fair to me that I have to try to figure that part out of my life on my own. And I know life is not fair, so I'm not saying that it is, you know, it's not.
0: But But that's still not even your fault though. Like no, if somebody make a decision to pull a penis out and have a baby, then they should have to alter their own life.
1: That's right. You should have to alter your life. We we didn't ask to be here. You brought us here because you had an intimate moment with another person. And
0: um I feel like that age group, a lot of times, they're missing like a sense of accountability. Like, people in that that era don't take responsibility for anything.
1: Yeah, I, I can agree with that. I mean, it's always that like, they don't even talk like, they don't even talk about what they got going on, like, or what they had going on. Like, you wouldn't even know. Um, they just try to bury everything. And it's not about burying stuff. It's about talking about stuff. Telling us about your fuck ups, saying, Yeah, I was a terrible person, and you know what? I decided and made sure to be a better person. But I'm gonna tell you so you don't, so you know, like, don't be this person. This person's not okay. You know, you have to, you you know, we, we as uh, children needed that guidance, but it was always, we were shut down a lot. Kept her mouth closed and weren't able to speak up, um, and it caused a lot of issues with uh, us mentally. So, you know, I I agree. I, like I never, you know, I feel like he he only called Tyson. My husband called him and was about to go off on him because he was like, I'm, you know, my wife is messed up because of you. And um, he was like, "I'm gonna call her." He called me. He called me once. And I I didn't answer. He called me again. Another time. but he only tried to call me two times. That was when when did when did you call him?
0: Mm, that was like okay. earlier in the year. Was like still cold, like early spring.
1: Okay, so let's say it was April. It's almost December. He called me two times. That's it. And I didn't want to talk to him at that time, and but you know what? I'm not calling him because it's not my responsibility, and I'm tired of parents also trying to tell their kids that they need to come to them because they're the parent. That's just crazy talk.
0: Makes no sense.
1: You know, if you the parent and you're wrong, you need to go to your child, and even if you ain't wrong, you still need. You're the parent. You're the one supposed that's supposed to offer guidance, and you're supposed to be supposed to be the leader. The leader, right? So how are you the leader, and you're not even, you're too prideful to even go to your child because you think your kids are supposed to come to you, like they're like they're your servants or something. Get get out of here. So he'll never talk to me again. Um, until he calls, I can guarantee you that. Um, because it's not my job. You know, I was the child in this case. You know, I feel like I. I feel like I wouldn't have done a lot of things that I've done as a, a teenager had I had his guidance, and he was really trying to be a good man. And um, but he wasn't ready for no kid, and but that's you know a lot of people aren't ready, but they have to get ready. shit. I wasn't ready for Skylar, I had to get, I had to make sure I was ready.
0: She changed your life, right? Yeah. Changed my life.
1: So you know, it that's not an excuse. It's not fair. And I'm the one that's left with needing the, to talk to somebody um, to try to get through all this. And I'm telling you that all this stuff is very recent that I've been uncovering this. And what I'm trying to get home to you guys is that even if she doesn't, like, if a woman doesn't have her father in her, like, didn't have her father in her, like, even if it looks like, oh, she got it all together, it's some missing elements. That, you know, just a dad has to fill. And if he can't fill them, then it's void there. And, um, or damaged.
0: Yeah, I think that that's gotta be like a big void though, because it takes two people to make a baby, you know? So it's like, that baby needs both parties. It shouldn't be up to... Just one party right. to raise a child. I mean, because even though the child might not be able to express how it feels, it still feels a, a feeling that it it knows something is missing. Like, it knows something is supposed, else is supposed to be there. I think they call it, like, longing. Is that what that is? Yearning. Yearning or something. Yeah.
1: Uh, I just, I'll never have that, you know... Father daughter relationship. I'll never have that. So you know it because I just feel like it's so important in the teenage years and when you're a child, you know it's very important. And um, you can't really slide in it when I'm you know 19 years old and think that you gonna cover all the bases from back then because I already was trying to fix. I already started trying to figure life out right at that point. And you were supposed to guide me to that. So I just want, especially you know, all men should be stepping up. But we already have, as black men and black uh, women, we already have trauma from that's been passed down to us. Like, so now the trauma of not having a father or absentee father, um, now that's added in. And, um, you know, it's just a big void in a lot of women's, black women's life. And we just all got to do better. And we never know a person's situation um, or true, what what they got going on. You know, because I never talk about this until recently. You know, I just act like, you know... I, Tyson does tyson tell you like I'm very, you know, oh well, you know, I don't I'm you know, I'm good, I'm you know, I don't really have no issues. You know, that's how I portray, but that's not true and we all got issues that we need to uncover and strip down. Like, my father is to me a piece of shit. That's it. That's the truth. That's how I feel. You know, you left a whole child to be raised By her mother who did an excellent job Mind you By herself but she Cannot be a man She's not a man
0: Yeah Pam did a good job But would you be open to hearing what he has to say Like like is there Maybe
1: No because I've heard it over and over again I've already heard it it, And he never backs it up So at what point do I say all right? um, I know that you're not true You've experienced him Not keeping his word You have experienced it personally. So, we know that he is that type of person. So, for me to have the expectation that he's not going to be that type of person now, at 60-something years old, I just... You know, it is what it is. And, you know... But
0: I still would like to see y'all at least talk, you know, and maybe have, like, the understanding. So, like, whatever... I mean, it could literally be whatever you have to say, you can say to him. And then, you know, vice versa, literally whatever he has to say or how he feels or whatever he can say. And, you know, you know, I think there will be, I think some understanding needs to take place. And I think that you guys should, you know, at least try, you know, I think it's worth that because it could be, you know, some healing that happens there and just a conversation, you know, like some liberation can happen from that. So, you know, I always suggest, you know, you know, and it's hard, you know, I got my own situations too, like with my dad and, you know, I have a situation with my oldest daughter, but I'm always open to talk to her. Like, you know, I'm actually, I always be throwing stuff out there for her, like, so try to open the door for her, but you know, she's not ready, but, I still think, you know, for you, at least, to, you know, get some answers, you know, say how you feel, like, however you feel, like, get that off of you, tell him exactly how you feel, you know, and, like, what you went through and things you wish he was there for, and those type of things, because I feel like, instead of having those things that you carry around, now that you can air those things out I feel like you can go through life more freely at least that's been my experience with different types of things and trauma like being able to release that negative not so good energy and now I can like just get through and I just feel better about it yeah well
1: I I'm not disagreeing with that it's just hard um you know it's hard after you've been hurt so many times to keep getting hurt by the person who's supposed to love you the most. And, um, you know, it just, it, it's, it's hard. You know, now I'm in guarded stage and especially when it comes to my children, I will not let him hurt my kids. Like, just he's not gonna build a relationship and then let them down or tell them, You know, have he has not seen our son yet, and my son's almost two. He's two in March, and he hasn't seen him, only through pictures. He's seen Skylar one time, Skylar's five. So that goes to show you how concerned he really is about his family. And I can't force somebody to be in uh, my life that doesn't want to be there, and I'm not going to. Because Why? But it's just, you know, when you you have to go through and reflect on life, you think about stuff differently the older you get. And it's like, shit, like, that, this is, it kind of gives you revelations about what's going on now. Like, you know, dang, that's why I'm guarded. Because, you know, I'm tired of my dad breaking my heart. So I have to be guarded with the person that I should not have to be guarded with. Because I have a mechanism and a trigger that turns on, you know, when I feel like, you know, I'm alone or it's no one there or I don't have a support system. Like we literally just went through this. And um, you know, it's 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 a shame because I feel like maybe that I wouldn't have that if he was there.
0: I think I think you gotta learn how to be vulnerable again you know because you know you're just trying to cover that up and i know that that could be difficult you know to once you experience certain type of things but again this is why i say like just to release that stuff and to be able to start over and not have that stuff weigh you down and to be able to have your have your um pain body healed you know what i mean because that's exactly what that is like something that's just living inside of you that really need just needs to get relieved or resolved, you know. And I think that if you can talk about it, and even this, just talking about it might even just feel better for you later because you can be uh, liberated from carrying <laughs> these things around. It's
1: making me mad now, but I get what you're, you're saying. And I think also, like, that's a good point that... Um, being able to express yourself to somebody will ultimately make you feel better uh, and it's important it's important that especially if you're talking to women who didn't have their father or their father whatever he's not there or he was absent for an extended period of time you have to um, really push that shit out of you because it's toxic it's not good and it's not your fault but He's not going to do it for you, so you have to do it. Um, You have to figure out how to overcome, and I'm working through it, so believe me, I'm not there to tell you how to do it or the best way because I am actually going through it, but I wanted to talk this out because I knew that that would help, you know, and I know that maybe it's somebody that has a similar situation, and they don't know why you know they have certain things that go through their head, or they do certain things that they don't understand or didn't understand, and now you know they're starting to uncover things. You need to understand what's the stuff that's holding you back, and um, so you need to under you know you might tell yourself, oh well, didn't it it does it doesn't bother me? I don't care that my dad's not there, but it does because it should, The attachment that you should have to your parents should be of one where if they weren't around, it would affect you. Yeah. And if you didn't, then you know, I I I don't know. I can't even understand that. That doesn't make sense. Like we, like that's how, <laughs> that's how, tight, d- these DNA genes are. Like you know, what I mean, like this this is half, your half of your half of you is mixed up with your mom. Half of you is mixed up with your dad. Like you were in your dad, and you you they like you were created inside of your mom from sperm in an egg. Like, you were freaking creative. So, it, you can't tell me that, you know, you don't have an attachment. And I I kind of get why um, mothers are, you know, the attachment is, is tighter as, as a child um, because all the child sees is they need nurturing, they need someone, to, and a woman, it, that's her job. Like that's what she does. Like she carries the whole baby in her for nine months, sometimes longer than that. Like in my case, and um, she holds. You know, she she has to take care of this baby inside of her. This baby can hear her heartbeat. This baby can is feeding off of her. Like all of this stuff. Like she's giving this baby nutrients. She's protecting this baby inside of her. That is, and att- when that when the baby comes out, it that's all the baby knows is the attachment to his mother. So, but as we get older and we start to blossom, you know, we start to to understand who is who. But a child always knows who his mother and his father is. And if one is absent, it's, it's a void automatically. It's a void. Right. No matter what, it doesn't matter the reason. It's a void, and um, you know, so I just think that we have to do better as people, and this goes for men and women being absent in their kids' life. We all need to do better. Make sure we're there, and um, this is this this is such a big uh, place that causes a void. That if it's not fixed, it causes other things to happen, like um, like going to men and dating men that are thirty and you're fifteen, or being promiscuous, or being a thug, or um, treating girls like shit, or whatever. It's a that's acting out based on a situation that happened and a void because you're trying to fill it in with something, join in a gang, whatever. It's a void there. It's a void there that you're trying to fill. And, um, so I just feel like it needs to be more family. We need to be getting back to family. And, and you need to know who the hell you're having sex with. Yeah. You know, uh, you know, I, I understand that mistakes happen, but a lot of times, y'all just be careless. That, that's Don't say is.
0: y'all. We. We. All of us.
1: Okay, well, all of us. But I didn't have a baby carelessly. No, so but we I'm all was having sex
0: carelessly with people.
1: Yeah, but again, so that's a parent's job to guide that. No parents guiding there. We're just experimenting, doing whatever. Right that's 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 what's happening I mean (laughs) I know some crazy crazy shit that happened in high school that I would be like off of a movie Like not me that I was personally involved but I have heard the craziest stories about teenagers and what they be doing and I'm like oh my god like you know I used to think like I was like I was just like dang like I am really, like, just not advanced in any type of sexual anything because when they these people be telling me their stories in high school, I be like, you did what? And you, what? And what happened? And y'all, what? Y'all had a foursome. What? Like, it would be crazy. And I'm like, I didn't do any of this stuff. Like, what is going on? And when I think about it, most of those girls and those guys, it was apparent missing.
0: I mean, it's hard for one parent to cover all the bases.
1: Yeah, it's not gonna happen.
0: Like you got to have tactical and, teamwork.
1: In that generation, tree especially when you're talking about sex and, and because you let's think about it. So, the parent is love. The parent is supposed to be love, nurturing, care, taking care. So when one is gone, you're trying to attach. Uh, you know another man. But this is this is mostly what women do. Attach a, a man or a boy, actually, or it could be a man that's uh, a freaking uh, pedophile, but trying to attach these to these people to meet this voice so you have intimate relationships with them because you think that that's going to fix the void. But they're immature too. And the thing about that generation before us, they don't they don't wanna talk about sex. Don't have sex that's like, that's, that's, that's it, it. <laughs> like there's no other conversation. Are you having sex? I'm gonna kick your ass if you having sex like that's the scope of the conversation. It's not you know are you having sex? We need to have a discussion. Are you thinking about having sex? We need to have a discussion um you know this is what you need to do to be safe. you need to like those questions those things never happen so Kids will be kids, and if one of their friends is doing something, they doing it.
0: Not all the time. Uh, but, but a lot of times. Yes, I mean, big kid. We are very influential as yes children.
1: Yes, because we're all and and so think about not having a father or a mother around. You're being influenced by what other kids are doing, and you don't have the guidance to to say somebody's said this this and this or because you didn't have the conversation you know you can't come back to your parents and say oh we had a conversation about this this and this and so-and-so said this you know whatever i'm just coming up with a like so-and-so said if you did this this will happen like you we, we were never open able to say that like it was just like so-and-so said this is gonna happen let me try it yeah
0: uh, well so, uh, that, that like i'm saying like that whole generation is Lacking accountability, and you know, they didn't want to have the tough conversations, or you know, everything shut was up. just always just shut up, ditzy, ditzy, do
1: be quiet,
0: right?
1: Um, don't ask me about that, like, or or yell at you if you ask a question that they didn't like. And, um, that's a you know, that's that, that's a whole nother subject that we could talk about on a different podcast,
0: but oh, and I'm sure we will. Um, you got enough. like five minutes, <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, but that's part of the problem, the accountability, accountability piece, and now they want to act like they are their life is perfect because they finally got together at 60, I don't get it, but, and some of them still don't have it together, but still think that they, that people believe that they have it together when it's clearly obvious that they don't. And, um, we're just trying to do better, so we're trying to do better with this generation. you know, me and Tyson were like at the very beginning of the millennials like early eighties well, Tyson more mid late eighties, but you know, we at the beginning of the millennial when the millennials started, so we kind of had like the best of both worlds um like we're we're trying to I think that we we have like you know we, you know how those memes are like. You got to go outside and you got to have the computer, and you know you had the best of both worlds. And I think so we understand where the direction of this world is going, and we're trying to help shape it because let's be honest, it's our kids that are going to be shaping this world going forward. It's like that's what it is, and we have as parents because most of us have kids now we have to do better we have to notice the things that were wrong and fix them and one of the things that was wrong was we can never come to our parents and talk to them and it was always you know the adults are talking so you can't say nothing or get out of here or, you know it was always something like that and um that caused a lot of shutdown and I think that now it's Everybody's telling their stories. You know, it's just better. And you were able to uncover those things. So we, as parents, we need to do better. We need to be in all of our kids' lives. I don't care if you have 17 kids with 15 baby moms. You need to make sure that you are trying to be in all of their lives. It's your responsibility when you was running around having fun, sticking your penis in everybody. So now it's your job to step up and do what's right and we have to help each other we have to heal these wounds together stop always um assuming stuff because somebody might be mean to you or something you don't know what's going on and I'm guilty of this too like it's a work in progress like we don't know what's going on with that person we learn how to love on each other and um that's if our kids see that they'll have a better established they'll have a better established um ground and better mental capacity and they'll be able to understand stuff better and you know they'll be open about stuff when they have issues with you and they'll let you know and they'll talk to you and they'll say things so I just think that we all need to do better and we all need to make sure that we're in our kids' lives. And we have to do what we have to do to take care of our kids. You know, it's two parents' responsibility. It's not one. We all have a role to play, and we need to play it. Um, it's getting very... The world is getting crazier by the day. And we have to make sure that our kids can express ourselves to us however they need to. Because it's just... It's that it's it needs to happen. They need to be able to say, "Mom, you're wrong. This is why you're wrong." And the parent, I say, that's disrespectful that you told me that I'm wrong.
0: Yeah, we should be shaping this together. We should be all. Everybody should have their hands in on shaping this, and we should be able to talk about where we went wrong and where we made mistakes, and where can we get better at, and you know, take. Take accountability. Also have empathy because people make mistakes and people don't understand stuff because this is all of our first time. Uh, If you're out there and you're, you know, having fun and you're not aware and you're having sex and creating children with people um, for both parties, you know, even if y'all can't work it out on a relationship romantic side, still try to be friends, still try to co-parent, support one another help each other in the things that you're trying to do, especially as far as the child. You're going to raise a much better child. You know, you have to put that child out here in the world. And, you know, it'll be just so much better. Just try to just co-parent. I think we're going to wrap it up right there because we don't have that much time left. Um, Anything? You got any closing remarks? No, I said what I
1: said. And I meant it. So, yeah, I mean, if I have any updates, about you know speaking to my dad or you know any uh i guess actual therapy that i went to with a doctor actual person who practices psychiatry or um, psychology i'll let you know and um i'll tell you how you know i'm doing but you know this is a journey where we're all in this journey of life is life is hard um things happen to us we don't understand, but we we need to be always um, willing to figure it out and do better. Like, that's it. Like, you can literally tell me that you, you know, was fucked up for 30 years and, you know, th- you did X, y, and Z, but you're going to do better because it's important that you let, you know, whoever know that you messed up, but you are you're trying to do better and actually do better. You know, that's what matters. When you don't do better, then that's when it becomes an issue, especially when you say you are and you don't, as in my father's case. So, we'll wrap it up here. Um, I hope that I was able to help one of your uh, listeners, not viewers, listeners. And um, you know, we'll have more serious talks like this.
0: Yeah, I'm sure you was able to help somebody. There's, you know, plenty people out there who are all going through something. I think. The way for us to heal is to tell our stories and, you know, help heal each other by listening and sharing and helping uh, get over it and around and heal these things that we have. Well, that'll do it for us tonight. Um, this message, this podcast was sponsored and brought to you by Wealth Practices, where you are God and love is the first action. Peace.